No, I feel like we should cheers. It doesn't matter if I'm sick and drinking water. Yeah, cheers to that. Cheers. <laughs> Sobriety. <laughs> if you don't look close enough, it's actually vodka. So. Yeah, very classy. The highest quality of Poland Spring vodka. <laughs> no, it's like it's like college again, where you like dump your vodka in a water bottle, yeah. and then you have your chaser, and you're off to the frat parties. Yeah. That's you are trying to relive those days. Uh, yeah, I just want to go back so bad. <laughs> Welcome to the Grand Sophia podcast, episode two, uh, post Austrian Grand Prix 2023. Lots to talk about. A lot. We can dive right in. Yeah, we'll start with like a, a weekend recap. Um, so this was a sprint weekend, Friday, FP1 qualifying. Not too much crazy happened in FP1 qualifying was pretty good and I think we have to give a shout to Checo Perez for failing to go to Q3 four times in a row and probably the most dominant car in the past like 10 years. Yeah I've never seen Christian Horner so annoyed and angry with anyone before. I feel like he usually just kind of accepts it always defends his drivers but like he was visibly annoyed at that so um, I mean safe to say I think he pulled it together for the actual race but think he's gonna be on thin ice if that trend continues on. he always he always does it well not always but like whenever he qualifies badly he just he has like a great comeback race most of the time because he's in such a fast car and he's pretty good at like wheel to wheel you know overtaking and racing so i mean his first win was like he went from p20 to first so right yeah uh, he definitely got it in there he just needs to fix his qualifying or he might lose that red bull seat I mean, he's still a great driver. He still pulls it together, but I'm sure the results of the race would have been so different had he started higher up on the grid. So, yeah, curious to see how it goes this weekend. And hopefully, I mean, selfishly, I hope it's a fifth time, but <laughs> in it his case. Yeah, just, just to see it, Christian Horner get even more pissed because he was not happy about that. No. And also Red Bull, you know, like it, it feels good when they're not just like dominating the both of them. We already accept that Max is going to win every single race this season unless something crazy happens. Um, so I think it's nice to see at least some more competition other than P1. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's Max and then it's like Formula 1.5 with everyone else. So it definitely yeah. has a little bit of enjoyment and entertainment value if Checo just keeps qualifying poorly. <laughs> um, other shout outs for qualifying, uh, Nico Holkenberg got into Q3, great quality. Lando, of course, um, got P4, good quality for him. And then I think Alex made it to Q3 as well, Albon. I think he might have got 10th. I think he did. Yeah, he putting did. That, yeah, putting that Williams in places where it absolutely does not belong. No, I mean, he, he did great. I know, unfortunately, his last lap was actually deleted, but luckily for him, he would have still been P10, given yes. his place, so it wasn't as upsetting for the fans, but I'm surprised to see them there. I don't know. They're just slowly inserting themselves places. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's kind of like with Alcatari, where it's hard to tell if Yuki's been doing well this season or... And like outperform the car or if like the car is good and he's just been doing well and debris is really bad it's kind of like the same thing with williams literally i think it's literally the same thing like it's our alex and yuki having good seasons and then debris and sergeant are really bad or if it's like the car is really bad or the car is okay hard to, it's really hard to tell i mean you also have to take into consideration the experience you know logan yeah. and nick it's their first time in formula one so you know, you wait, kind wait, of expect. Nick, what? before the season, made sure oh, to clarify it. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Not rookie. <laughs> sorry. But, you know, it's, it's an adjustment. I've, I've yeah. never driven the cars, but I know that from the drivers, they've said that it's very different, even from Formula 2 to Formula 1. So, yeah. Yeah. I saw. I'm not sure they're in shit cars, but. Yeah, I saw a 
tweet, I think, after the race weekend, the time difference from pole in F1 to F2 was, I think, over 10 seconds. I think it was like 12 seconds. I think it was like a 104 something for pole for F1, and then it was like a 114 or 116 for F2. So it's like, it's a massive difference between F2 and F1. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. And then, of course, we're qualifying the whole track limits fiasco, but we can get into that later. Lots of deleted laps. <laughs> yes. So many deleted laps. <laughs> it was, it's laughable at this point, but yeah. we'll, we'll get into that later. We will get into that. So going on to Saturday, we had the sprint shootout qualifying. Again, Nico had a great qualifying. He's just been incredible qualifying in that Haas. It's just the race pace is so bad. They just immediately <laughs> go from like 6th to like 20th in like two laps. Feel bad. They're, yeah. they're putting in the work. They're hustling, but yeah. the car's yeah. just not there. It's not giving them that pace. Other notable things, the Ferraris weren't that great in the sprint. Um, I think that they were either at the bottom of Q3 or one of them didn't get into... I think Charles might not have gotten into Q3. Yeah. Or SQ3, as they call yeah. it, the sprint qualifying. Um, and then for the sprint, we had interchangeable conditions, which is always great for racing. I love when it goes either like slicks to wet or you know, the opposite enters to slicks like it did for this race. And then you had different strategies where people stayed out and then you had people boxing. I think the most notable thing that came out of the sprint was the very beginning where Checo and Max almost banged wheels and took each other out. <laughs> that was a little bit of entertainment. And for a second, we thought Perez was going to stay ahead and then, you know, maybe challenge Max. But at the end of the sprint, I think Max finished like 15 seconds ahead of, of Checo, which was crazy. I, I think we've learned that Max will finish first regardless. He could have three wheels. He's still finishing first. <laughs> It needs to be an engine failure for Max to not finish first, pretty much. Yeah. And it's, it almost makes you wonder, like, is his car faster than Checo's? Like, or is he just pushing the car more? Well, there's always been this debate with Red Bull that they always develop the car to be, to suit Max more than his teammates. And that's why, like, Pierre Gasly and Alex Alabon struggled. Um it's they they always claim that they don't do that but i mean i don't know it's hard to tell i mean max is really just incredible so it could also just be that it's again it's it's hard to know for sure i actually saw kind of talking about max he basically said that you know you know he'd be happy to win the championship again he was like but if i keep winning it's not ex- as exciting he basically said like he doesn't want to go on to win like eight world championships he's like that's so boring so that's a really interesting take and it makes you question like how many wins will it take for him to get bored like obviously this season for him must be very boring you know there's no challenge there's no competition um so I'm curious to see how long he it would stay um and if he leaves what's the next next gig for him yeah I feel like with Max he really likes the competition, and if there's not competition, then he's not incentivized to, like, stay. I think he, another thing is he's said that if they keep, like, increasing the number of races in a season, like, he's not going to want to stay. And fun fact, it just came out with the schedule today. There's yep. 24 races next season. Yep. Um, it's the longest season. I think it – I forget when it ends – or it begins in March, and it ends December 8th. Uh, it starts in February, so the oh, only wait, month, the only month – that we will not have cars racing is January next year, which is insane. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, 24 races is wild. And then they also kind of made like a fall break. Um, I think it's either, I think it's before or after Vegas or around then, there's like a three-week gap. So four. it's another like break. I think there's two four-week gaps. Yeah, it might be. I didn't. I just I saw something that there was like another long gap later in the season. Yeah. It's not just the summer break anymore. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and two Saturday races. 
Uh, three, I think. I think Vegas. So Vegas, Vegas is, is on Saturday. Yeah, Vegas is Saturday, and then Bahrain and uh, Jeddah at the start of the season are both going to be Saturdays. Oh wow! I didn't see that Vegas was Saturday. Why did they do that? I think just like prime time. I guess more people will be watching Saturday night. Um, there's no like real reason. They think it's just like a broadcasting and like viewership thing. This well, year, it's also on Saturday. It's not. It's like just a Vegas thing that's going to be Saturdays. Right. I mean, I know the other two races, they moved to Saturday for Ramadan. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, that's why I'm surprised by Vegas. But, all right. Yeah, I, I don't know if we're going to start to see more races on Saturdays. I don't know how I feel about that. I guess, I don't know if their plan is to then, like, move everything a day forward. So, it would be, like, Thursday is FP1, FP2. Then Friday is... FP3 and quality, and then Saturday is the race. I assume that's what they would do. Or they might do everything like Friday is practice and quality, just have maybe like a gap throughout the day. I don't know. That would be a lot. The only way I could see that working is if they did like, if they did like two practice sessions in quality, because fitting in yeah. four sessions in one day would be like, oh. <laughs> that's true. That's like but a, no. that's like a, preseason testing day <laughs> yeah but I, I mean i think it'd be so bizarre to have it on a thursday but we'll see i guess we have uh, vegas yeah. this year and i'm sure i'm sure the information is already out there i just haven't looked at it yet we'll figure it out after this <laughs> yeah so on to the race yes max yes won, of course of course he won he lost his record of what was it 249 consecutive laps led so he didn't leave 10 of them because king charles was there uh but he quickly took that back with ease and no struggle but at least the record was broken <laughs> he couldn't keep adding on to that so yeah. maybe something more to challenge for him <laughs> i think it had been since miami that he has led every single lap of every race which is just insane incredible but that's yeah. just how the season's going that it kind of like misleading because you make that it would make it sound like it was close but you know without that last pit stop max finished 25 seconds ahead of charles yeah it, it was not close by any means it was just like a stroke of luck that things worked out the way they did and then he quickly just took that back so yeah um the race was pretty entertaining though there was some good battles kind of all down the field we had Perez and Sainz fighting late in the race. That was pretty good. That went on for a few laps, and like Sainz kept dummying Perez into the DRS zone so he would get DRS and could re-overtake him. Yeah. I'm, honestly, I'm surprised it took Perez like three laps to figure out what Sainz was doing and then actually get past. Yeah. So that was pretty good. Hamilton and Lando were fighting. They've been yeah. known to, to have some good racing at Austria. I think like two years ago there was that quote, you know, Lando and Lewis were racing and – Lewis was, came on the radio was like, wow, Lando, he's such a great driver, that guy. Yeah. I think Lando and Carlos had a couple laps where they were fighting. Yeah. And all the way down to even the lower pack, there was a lot of battling, a lot of incidents as well. Yuki yeeted into the first corner on the first lap, broke his wing, held oh, a bunch of people, broke Bottas's wing, and then sent it off into the gravel because he didn't have a front wing. Yeah. And then there was one VSC because the Haas of Nico Hulkenberg uh, failed and just the engine blew up. <laughs> so he made, a, he made a good escape though. It was it was a very yeah. smooth transition. Yeah, he went through he went through the gravel and then on the other side of the gravel turn four, I think it was. There's like a kind of escape road, so he was out yeah. there. So they didn't have to pull out a, throw out a full safety car. It's just a VSC. But, you know, overall, it was a pretty good race for this season. I would probably yeah. give it like an 8 out of 10. I, I would say an 8.5. I think, again, going off of, it was really entertaining. We've had a very kind of not-so-entertaining season overall, I would say. Uh, a few races stand out, but um, it was good. And I think I'm also biased because Charles finishing second. And, you know, I think in qualifying, 
the Ferrari was looking really good. Their issue is their race pace, but um, I think just seeing how close the Ferrari was to Red Bull was kind of like, oh, maybe there's hope <laughs> that things might work out. But I mean, it's still miles and miles behind, but it's definitely yeah, nice I'll... to see that. There, there was hope for like two seconds. Yeah, those 10 laps where Charles was in front of Max were all like, wow, is he going to maybe, you know, hold up Max for <laughs> any amount of time? But really, like, one lap after Max got to the back of Charles, he was gone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, expected. But, I mean, good teamwork, too. I know Carlos was defending Charles for, like, a while there as well. Um, defending for him, I should say. But Yeah, he was defending Checo, which yes, I don't know if Checo would have made it to Charles it was like still like a 10 or 11 second gap I think if he had gone by on the first pass but it would have been close so yeah or, it would have been closer I think it, it all helped add up in the end yeah for definitely. Sure. Carlos definitely did a good job defending I don't think he was intending to help Charles but it, <laughs> it inadvertently did that for sure oh uh, maybe I'm just you know everyone wants to help Charles right why not yeah. <laughs> uh no it, it was definitely a good race lots of one of the more entertaining ones so curious yeah, to see for, how for this season definitely i think if you're looking at all of f1 it's probably oh like a six or seven maybe but like for this season it was good so I'll we'll give take, it a six overall <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll take what we can get <laughs> all right anything else for the race i did want to mention that this podium for charles was either it was either the second or the third podium of this season for Charles, which is kind of sad considering where, you know, Ferrari were last year. Yeah. Um, obviously, Charles has had a rough, rough, rough season. But I, I think it goes to show, too, that the issues and the reason why Charles really hasn't been on podium much is not necessarily him. It's really the car or the Ferrari strategy, which sucks. But, like, once that all works out, which it – rarely ever does because they're so good at screwing themselves over um it's pretty it's a competitive car i mean it's it's a good car they have great drivers but yeah no. if red bull didn't exist they would be the fastest car probably yep but what are what are they fourth yeah it's it's red bull then it's i don't know i think it's aston then mercedes then yeah. ferrari but they're all like there's pretty all close. like 20 points between each of them. So it's pretty close for yeah. second place. Could go any way right now. Yeah. And Charles is pretty far down in the drivers. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> but. We're, uh, it's kind of crazy. We're getting to almost halfway through the season. I know. it. It's crazy how fast the season goes by. But then like the few months where there's nothing going on feels like an eternity. But I guess it's now only one month, which I do feel bad for the drivers because they don't have lives, but they did have they did have that like three week gap what because China got cancelled like earlier yeah. this season. So at least they had that, right? Three weeks. <laughs> I mean I say this, I mean obviously their jobs are so different than anyone's nine to five, but like we don't really get breaks. <laughs> so different though That's obviously true. but I w that would be nice if you know for uh, those of us who work nine to fives we get a summer break that would be cool all right well i think this is a good time to look back at our uh race predictions from last podcast so you had for your podium max p1 checo p2 and alonzo p3 lewis p3 Oh, Lewis. You had Alonzo. I had Alonzo. <laughs> so, uh, you got one point. <laughs> Woo! The most obvious one. <laughs> That's so crazy. Basically a given, but you got it. Yeah. Your crazy prediction was that Lewis would announce his contract extension. I said if he got on podium. <laughs> I'm still wrong. But... You're still wrong, but okay. It didn't have, I don't think it would have happened anyways. <laughs> I, I'm just throwing it out there. I think it could have been like a really nice, like, I don't know. He's not leaving Mercedes. I think it's pretty pretty safe to say he's not going to leave. If he does, I'd be shocked. But yeah. continue. I will give you that. It's possible he could announce it this weekend. He loves his home Grand Prix. 
That's true. I guess I should have thought about that one. That makes a little bit more sense. But <laughs> I I still think that it would have to come off like a decent win for Mercedes for him to announce yeah. it. Yeah, I feel like if he finishes P11, he's not going to be like, so excited to keep going with Mercedes. Yeah, it would be like, oh, podium. Hey, guess what? We did great this race. I'm staying on. And then that would be a really cool announcement, but we'll see. Yeah. We, uh, we'll find out in a couple days. Yeah. For you, your predictions were Max P1, Checo P2, Alonzo P3. So you also only got one point. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we should just, in the future, just not even do a first place because it's going to be back. <laughs> just do second and third. I think I think one of these races I'm going to throw out like a crazy P1 that's not Max. And, if, only, and the crazy prediction will be like engine failure for Max. Yeah. If but. either of us gets a P1 that's not Max correct, I feel like that should be like bonus points. I think that should be like 10 bonus points. That's that's like a... Yeah, because not only do you have to have Max not win, you have to get who actually does win. Yeah. Correct. So... Ten, I would be, I'd be down for that. Ten points if you get okay. a surprise P one, right? All right, we'll have to use it wisely. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to lose out on those free points. Yeah, right. We want to keep those. Um, and then your crazy prediction: no safety cars or red flags, which you didn't get. Yeah, unfortunately, which... the virtual safety car is still technically a safety car. Yeah, but I mean. It was close. It was, it was no. There's no full safety cars or red flags. So yeah, I would. If I was feeling nicer, I'd give you like point zero one point. Point zero one. That's gonna make a huge difference. <laughs> we round down too. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we weren't too good with those predictions. Hopefully, this time around, it's a little better. But I, I really was banking on that Alonzo statement where he was like this is the last race without a podium two races ago and he hasn't been on the podium since that happened so yeah he kind of he was doing really well at the beginning of the season i mean he's, he's still doing great i mean yeah. not great but um, i think that's the aston martin hasn't like their upgrading like of their car hasn't been as good as like ferrari yeah. mercedes and they've kind of overtaken them yeah um, they're still like close to that pack but they're definitely slipped a little bit Agreed. I think the upgrades just probably weren't as impactful, but uh, who knows? Uh, things might change, and I feel like it's changing every race almost. Yeah. Like, I feel like this, the fastest car is going to stay the fastest car, but it's like shifting. You're like, oh, like this race, McLaren, what are you doing here? Hello? Um, like, yeah. who are you? <laughs> um, but that was great to see, obviously, that P4 for Lando. Um, he had some great selfies post-race. Posted the P5, like, selfie, and then three hours later in the same car, it was the updated P4. <laughs> <laughs> um, which, actually, the way that he found out is hilarious. Oh, I um, heard about that, yeah. Yeah, Alonzo texted him, like, busted. Because <laughs> yeah. ev everyone thought that with the whole fiasco with race uh, or track limits and, like, penalties coming, that Aston Martin was trying to go after Lando. Yeah. Lando ended up being fine, and actually benefiting from it so yeah. he was probably like i think alonzo also probably thought that lando was going to get docked like, yeah but it didn't happen so well lando was out there snitching on lewis quite a bit so um, i feel like i don't know that you can't you can't be that much of a snitch and also doing the same thing so maybe he was a little bit more cognizant about it but we'll see uh I don't know. I thought it was really funny. He called out Lewis every single time. Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, to be fair, I think that they were, just because they were, like, kind of close and, like, the only battle going on at the time, they were, like, really focusing in on that. But I think everyone was probably, like, snitching on anyone that they were close to. Yeah, maybe. But, maybe. yeah, I think I saw a, there's an account that counts the number of radio messages from, like, each uh, driver during a race. Lando and, and Hamilton were actually kind of in the bottom half of that list, despite being featured so much on the race driver's radio on the, the broadcast. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's so interesting what they decide to focus in on, but... 
it's for the entertainment value. Yeah, I'm sure we'll see that on uh, next season's DTS. Yeah, <laughs> moving going on. Into, yeah, I think a good segment for me of the moment of the race, going on radio messages um, and Mercedes. One of my favorite parts of this race was Toto's radio when he said, Lewis, the car is bad. We know. Just drive it. Um, I think it was just so funny to see like them like bickering back and forth, yeah. and I think that's just like a hilarious like statement. Like he's like, "Shut up and drive the car." Like there's nothing we can do. Um, I thought that was hilarious. And, yeah, it's like an old married couple almost. <laughs> yeah, but I think it also goes to show like how strong their relationship is as well. Like I don't know, you 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 gotta have that like connection with someone to kind of just tell them like shut up and. <laughs> and deal with it, especially someone like Lewis Hamilton, so. Yeah, I saw um, Toto was asked about it after the race, and he said, you haven't even heard some of our phone calls. It's so much worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> they clearly, yeah. I mean, they've been through so much in the last, like, 10 years together, so obviously they have a very close relationship to be able, for, to, for Toto to be able to tell Lewis to shut up. <laughs> yeah, much. I would love to be a fly on the wall in those phone calls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was my favorite part of the race. And what was yours? So I had a couple things I was thinking about, but I'm going to have to say that Max boxing for softs to go for fastest lap with three laps left and only like a four second margin if he boxed to Charles was my moment of the race. Because not only did he not need to do it because he's like 80 some points ahead of Checo in the championship. Um, but like, you know, anything can go wrong with this stuff. It could be slow, could happen, something could, like, what happened to Bottas and Monaco a couple of years ago could happen, where, like, the wheel just gets stuck, and then he doesn't win the race, but I think that just goes to show not only how confident Max is, but how confident Max is in the team, and how confident the team is. It's just, they're just firing on, like, all cylinders, and, you know, he asked to do, he asked to box, they were like, oh, we'd rather you didn't, and then he's like, I want to, and they're like, sure, do it. And then fast, fast pit stop, no issues. It was crazy also because afterwards, Charles ended up like being two seconds behind him. And Max was doing like the weaving to warm up the tires like you do on like a prep lap for like a quality lap. And then he, I think he ended up finishing the race like five seconds ahead of Charles. So he like absolutely just blew, blew like so far away from him on yeah. that, uh, that last lap. That was a good moment. That was, like, the biggest, like, fuck you moment. I think, like, Max was literally, like, fuck you, fuck everyone. Like, I can do this because I can. Um, honestly, like, baller. Like, props to him. I just think that was so hilarious. Um, considering, like, I don't know, I guess in terms of however long I've been watching Formula One, like, there's never been an opportunity for a driver to have time to pit just to make fastest lap, like really yeah. just goes to show the separation and the speeds of the cars. Like that that's crazy. But like you said, also it's the confidence he has in his team as well. I mean, it just shows how confident Max and Red Bull are right now. Like they, nothing can stop them. Really. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty iconic, but uh, you hate to see it at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think uh, for an entertainment value, we, wish that that doesn't happen anymore for this yeah. season but it might i don't know fingers crossed that like by the end of the season or like by the time we go to austin hopefully someone is challenging red bull sure yeah i mean um, austin, austin's in october it's like close to the end of the season so it's possible red bull literally like isn't developing this car anymore there's like focused on next year's car already that's true um also, some of that controversy is uh, Lewis saying, you know, we should really make sure that all the teams are starting on next year's car at the same time to make it, like, fair. Yeah. And honestly, Max's response was pretty badass. He was like, I didn't hear him saying that when he was winning all the time. And I was like, you know what, Max? Like, you actually have a point. Like, I, I, I'll yeah. side with you there. Um, it's, it's so true. It's when you're in the dominant car, you're not going to say or suggest any rules that were going to you know, make it harder for you to win. Yeah. Um, but when you're still trying to fight for that first place, it's like, let's start pointing fingers and yeah. trying to make it equal for everyone. I mean, that's that's literally what everyone was doing to Mercedes when they were so dominant. They got uh, 
uh, DOS basically like outlawed and they had to get that removed and they kept like changing, like trying to change rules to like hamper Mercedes. The whole yeah. cost cap was to stop Mercedes. Yeah. You know, it's whoever's winning, everyone's against them. That's kind of just how it goes. Yeah, which I guess like Luke should know how that feels as well. So I'm really kind of also surprised that like, I mean, I guess he's like, I went through this, but you should go through this too. But I'm yeah, sure I, you're getting it from everyone. I wonder if it was more of just like a spur of the moment thing that he just said without really thinking about it. And like, it wasn't like, I, I don't think it was something that Mercedes told him to say. No, no. It was something that he has thought about. He's just like, oh, I think this might, that would be maybe like a good idea. But yeah. that he probably never had to think about when he was the dominant car. So. That's true. Yeah, I don't think it was like malicious in any way, obviously. Yeah. Um, and it, it was probably just something said spur of the moment, not really like thought out or methodical, but it was still funny. Um, and I thought yeah. Max's response was pretty funny. So Yeah, it was pretty funny. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. You know, he's a great driver. It's painful to watch him win all the time, but... Max is the king of, of quick responses and snarky, like, responses. Yeah. Not really snarky, just, like, dry, like, sarcastic and, like, yeah. not giving a shit. Yeah. Kind of responses. And we saw some Max planing again between yeah. him and Charles. It's been too long. Max uh -huh. and have been missing each other. They have been Max planing and LeClarifying. <laughs> <laughs> LeClair even posted um, a picture on his Instagram of him and like yeah. Max. Yeah. It's so funny. Nothing. It was just an incident. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Charles was actually talking about it after the race how his relationship with, like, Max has changed, and he's saying, like, oh, they used to hate each other when they were younger because they'd gotten a lot of incidents. Incidents. <laughs> it was nothing, just an incident. <laughs> but now that they're, like, you know, both in F1 and, you know, they respect each other and they get along quite well. Yeah. It's nice to see the little bromance that they have. I think, I think Max is low-key, like, rooting for Charles, you know, like... I don't know, they just have, like, this yeah. romance. Obviously, everyone wants to win, but I think Max likes having Charles there on the podium. Um, all right, so let's take it away with some controversy from the race. Yeah, I think the, the big one, the big talking point, is the track limits. Um, there were 1,200 moments that the stewards had to review for track limits during the race. 1,200? Wow. Yeah, which wow. it pays to, I think, it was like four a lap or something per driver. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Not that there were 1,200 in friction, just like moments where they need to look at it and be like, oh, he, he's okay, or oh, he's over. Yeah. And then obviously the big thing that came out of it was like Aston Martin protested the results. Everyone thought that they were trying to get Lando docked. And then, you know, the FIA was like, yeah, we're going to look into it. We're going to change the results. And then we end up with eight drivers getting post-race penalties. So yep. Steins got 10 seconds. Hamilton got 10 seconds. Gasly got 10 seconds. Albon got 10 seconds. Sargent got 10. Sonoda got 5. Debris got 15. And then Ocon got 30 seconds of penalties. That is so crazy. Actually insane. And the funny, the funny thing about it, at the uh, I listened to Ocon's post race like radio as he was crossing the line, and his engineer was like, uh, "Good job!" Like I think he got like P ten or something, and he was like, "You know, tough or he was like tough race, best we could have done." And he was like, uh, "Lots of drivers got penalties." And then Ocon was like, "Yeah, but not me. I was clean." And he was like, "Yeah, you were. Good job." And then he gets the thirty second penalty after the race. <laughs> I saw like a meme and it was like Esteban starting in like Canada 2021 due to grid penalties, like, <laughs> like sending him all the way back. And then like a bunch wow. of different memes of the different circuit he was driving on, like the normal circuit. And then Ocon circuit was just like cut in half. Yeah. It's, it's tough because like, you know, from someone who's not a driver like just stay in the track limits like you know that you're going to get a penalty if you go off obviously like the cars are not always that easy to control and especially with i think they were only monitoring turn nine and ten which is like the last um turns of the track 
and it's just like flat curves there so it's like there's no penalty if you go off yeah whereas like turn four there's the gravel trap where obviously if you go off you're screwed yeah um so it's i don't know i i like it i'm just kind of like surprised that so many drivers seem surprised that it was like that happening yeah i mean i forget who it was in an interview and they're like it's so easy to go off the track like you're pushing the car you're pushing you're pushing and it's like your car like you can't even like tell sometimes yes how, it's hard for it's them so to see that way because they're they're trying to keep one tire in like yeah. that's what they're aiming to do so it's like yeah. hard to it's hard to keep it in like that and especially like as tires start to like degrade and like the yeah. like sliding and stuff or you're in like dirty air then you get yeah. like some understeer or something like that it's just it's hard and i don't know i mean they are like a, i mean they are paid a lot of money to be able to drive well so you kind of would hope you know like there and the fact that there were drivers that didn't get penalties shows that yeah. it is possible so it's kind of just deal with it and kind of you know move on and just accept that you gotta be clean or, you, or you're gonna get penalties I mean, hey, I barely know how to drive between the lines, so. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not driving at 200 miles per hour. <laughs> I would not survive if I was doing that. No, but you're right. It it It's tough, but maybe they just thought that they were, you know, like, testing their luck a little bit. Yeah, it's, I would understand that if what happened in qualifying didn't happen. Yeah. That's true. Like Qualifying, like, so many laps deleted. Yeah. Like, what was it, 40? I think it was, like, 42 or 46, something like that. Like, you would think that the driver would be like, okay, they're actually monitoring this. I got to be careful. Yeah. But it seems like Ocon did not care at all. But, um, you know, he also thought, like, I was driving clean. It goes to show that, like... Yeah, it definitely shows that they might not be doing it on purpose. It's like, no. they're, just, they're trying to drive the car and get as much speed out of it, but they're not... Well, I'm sure some of them might have been purposely trying to, you know, take it really extreme, like, to the limit, but he clearly thought he was okay. Um, yeah. It's just funny that he thought he was okay, and, like, I guess because he just wasn't really shown on the broadcast at all, or no one was really watching the Alphines, that just no one picked it up until after the race. I mean, they never really look at the Alpines, but now that Ryan Reynolds bought, what was that, 24%? Yeah, so... Yeah. He's part of the investing group with Tim, Rob McElhinney, Michael B. Jordan, I think a couple other people. I think they bought like 24% stake in Alpine. Yeah. Uh, so it's definitely a big investment and uh, shows that Alpine's trying to, you know, grow and become a better team for sure. Well, we'll see how that turns out, but maybe we'll uh, see more of them at some of the races. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. So Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhinney bought a soccer team, Wrexham, go to like a bunch of the games and they're really invested. So I think it's definitely a good thing that they're invested in Alpine or like in F1 in general. And they're definitely not just doing it for like a profit and they are going to definitely care about the sport, which is good. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, we'll see how that goes, but definitely brought some good publicity, I think, as well. Well, I think this is a good time to go into stats and nerdy shit with yours truly. So this chart that I'm going to be showing you is from F1 Data Analysis on Twitter. Uh, they usually always do this after uh, all the races where they break down the average race pace of every driver. So there's a couple of interesting things to see here. Uh, the first one is that Max was five-tenths faster than Checo wow. throughout the race, which is, like, crazy. I mean, Checo did have to go through traffic and stuff, but it just goes to show how fast Max was. And then even if you compare it to Charles, he was over five-tenths faster than Charles. Um, so there was, like, that whole, like, narrative where, like, people were closing on Red Bull, but when it comes to race pace, just, like, nobody comes anywhere close to them no um, the other interesting thing that i wanted to point out was lando had the was the fifth fastest driver um and if you look at piastri there was about 
I think it was nine tenths of a difference between their average race time. Um, so I don't know if you know, but they brought a massive upgrade to the McLaren this weekend. And it's basically like a completely new car. It's like a B-spec. It looks very Aston Martin Red Bull-esque. But like, <laughs> usually Oscar was only like two or three tenths behind Lando in race pace this season. The fact that he's nine tenths behind, I think, goes to show how massive these upgrades were. I think they went, they went, it seems like they've gone from like the seventh fastest car to being in the fight for like the third fastest car, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, Definitely surprising to see them as far up as they were. Yeah, I think it's hard to tell. I think Silverstone will be like a really um, paint a good picture of the upgrades because Oscar's also getting them. But like Austria is such a Lando track. He's always done really well there. So it's like a combination of Lando being faster than Oscar, Lando loving Austria and the upgrades. So it's like hard to tell what's just from the upgrades, but as a Lando and McLaren fan, this was really promising to actually see like his race pace be good. Cause he's had a couple of good qualifying sessions, but then like their race pace is just trash. Kind of like the Haas. Um, (laughs) But their race pace was better than Aston Martin and Mercedes. They were the fastest Mercedes-powered car, which is wild. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Wow. There's... Yeah, I mean, that's those are the, the two major things that I wanted to, to point out. It's just, it's cool to see that, you know, for the most part, all the teams and their drivers are kind of like right next to each other. Lando and Oscar are the big standouts where there's such a big difference. So it definitely yeah. shows that there was something with this track and Lando in the car that just was clicking. Well, hopefully it continues. I would love to see Lando, even Piastri, just, you know, doing better, but... Yeah. Uh, I, I've actually really, uh, I'm, I really like uh, Oscar so far. He's kind of similar to Lando where, like, it's not like a massive personality, kind of just like he's down to earth, just shows up, he drives, he's, you know, entertaining enough, but he's not like a super outgoing personality. Yeah, he's not like a as much of a character. He's kind yeah, of just he's just there. a driver. He's like just a yeah. real driver's driver, you know. Yeah, he's no uh, Danny Rick, but no, that is for sure. Um, <laughs> anyone is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Daniel Rick kind of sold DTS to the world. Yeah, he. Well, I remember I was actually going through my memories the other day on Snapchat, and it was some. It was the first season of DTS, and he said some out-of-pocket stuff. He was singing some song about, I, I want to say, like, his, I don't even know, his balls <laughs> or his dick or something. Do you remember that? I don't. But I, it doesn't surprise me at all, but I don't remember it. I need to find this before I sound absolutely <laughs> crazy, and we need to put it in. Because I was watching this, and I was like, what the F is going on? Um, I did but... see today F1 um, tweeted out the, the clip of uh, Dan Ricardo asking Lando if he has pubes yet. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Like, he and goes, Lando starts dying over Lewis, and then Lando starts crying. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. in the middle of, like, a, a press conference interview. Yeah. He just goes to show, like... Dan Ricardo is such a great personality. Yeah, Lando and Danny are such a good combo as well. It definitely goes to show, like, you know, he's gone along with all of his teammates and they've all, you know, I think he's, he's all of his teammates have, had, have been very personable, which is good. Yeah. Um, I also saw that there's a big group chat of all the drivers. Yeah, they have a WhatsApp group. <laughs> Curious to see what goes on in there, but they've said they only really talk business, but I don't know. I th- yeah, I mean, it could be a big conspiracy and they don't actually say what goes on in there, but I think for the most part, it's just uh, talking about actual F1 stuff. I was going to say, there's definitely side group chats of, like, a few of them, like, shit-talking the other ones, but <laughs> <laughs> that's all I can imagine. But yeah, all right. Well, that's uh, Stats Nerdy Shit. I think it's uh, it's time to get into Meme of the Week. You want to start yeah. yeah, so mine goes back to the Checo 
Carlos feud that was going on um, and how they were racing each other. And I saw this actually this morning. I was dying laughing. Um, it's Carlos's radio. The storage should have a look at that. He was intimidating me a lot. And that is Checo with some really tight, wow, <laughs> tight, nice jeans looking real intimidating. Yeah. Uh, I, I can, that was can see why Carlos was intimidated by that. That's, uh, I think anyone would be intimidated by those, uh, those buttons. <laughs> those buttons. <laughs> They're real intimidating. I don't know if I would be confident enough to go up to her in the bar either, you know. <laughs> Pretty intimidating. He's cheeked up. He's cheeked up. <laughs> I think, um, aside from the Checo picture, that radio message is so funny. I don't think I've ever heard a driver say he was intimidating me. Like, <laughs> what did he expect to come out of that? Like, I think clearly he was trying to somehow get Checo in trouble with, like, a penalty or something. But, like, by saying he was intimidating me, it was, like, so weird. It's so bizarre. It's like he's bullying me. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you intimidating? Also, like, fake back, you know? But, yeah, that was funny. Everyone was uh, just tile-telling this, uh, this race, really. It was a big, it was a snitch race. Yeah. They were all just snitching left and right. Uh, yeah, I guess that I guess that's how they got to play dirty these days. Yeah, I mean, it seems like no one was really getting penalties or anything until Lando started snitching on Lewis, and then everyone was starting to get penalties. So like, clearly, it pays off because yeah, Lando got Lewis the penalties. So yeah, Lando was on top of his game there, so it worked out. And uh... racing on and off the track. <laughs> Yeah, so that was mine. All right, so mine, little Game of Thrones spoiler, but I think it's been, like, a long time since this aired, so after the whole uh, post-race track limits penalties were given out, there was, like, the documents saying, saying who got which penalties, and then there's Ocon with four penalties, a five, ten, a five, and a ten second penalty. And, of course, Aston Martin um, was the one that, initially lodged the protest of the race result. And we know that Alonzo holds no love for Alpine. So the meme is uh, Elena uh, Terrell saying, tell Esteban, I want him to know it was me. It's supposed to be like Alonzo, like, like saying, it was me, Esteban. I was the one who got you the penalties. There were, there were a lot of really good memes that came out of this race weekend. There were. It was way too hard to pick one. It was, I had like screenshots on screenshots on screenshots, yes. um, way too many going on. And I think one that we wanted to highlight as well was the jetpack video that jetpack. came out of nowhere. Honorable mention. <laughs> Not only the jetpack video, but Oscar's the reaction yes. of Oscar. It's literally like a scene out of The Office. Like, the guy's on a jetpack, crashes, does, like, a couple flips, gets up, and then it cuts to Oscar, and he's just, like... <laughs> like, a classic, like, gym reaction from The Office. It was, yeah, it was... I was, like, so definitely... That was definitely my runner-up for uh, maybe yeah. a week. It was funny. It was just, like, all over, like, TikTok and Twitter, and it was, like, F1 out of context. <laughs> and you just see someone on a jetpack, you're like, yeah, this is really out of context. Yeah. There, <laughs> I have no idea why they were at the race. And, like... The fact, that, the fact that he fell is just ridiculous. Like, like, is he okay? I th He got up and he was like clapping, so I think he's okay. <laughs> but like mentally, is he okay? Like how's his ego doing? <laughs> he's never, never going to recover from that. Is he back on the jetpack or has he retired it for a little bit? <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming he probably got fired from the company, <laughs> if I had to guess. Or, or it blew up so much that... They got a lot more, you True. know. No, there's no such thing as bad marketing. Um, so moving on to a driver highlights, um, if you want to start with. Sure. So just today, Mick Schumacher was doing a test run with McLaren, which I did not know this, but he is the reserve driver for McLaren. So he was doing like a, a full test day driving the 2021 McLaren and, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, it's still kind of just, you know, pops up there that Mick is still there. And I think he's definitely 
still wanting to get a seat, and I think he still definitely has potential to get a seat. Um, I think there was an interview with him two weeks ago or like a week ago where he was saying that he's been talking to teams and and there's a lot of drivers with contracts up this yeah. season, so anything can happen in this silly season. I think it's Lewis, Joe, Nick, Logan, and I think there might be one more. I think there was like eight. <laughs> If I remember correctly, I think it was a lot. Like I think Bottas as well might be because I think he I think he signed like a two year when he signed on. Um, Charles, right? Charles or no, no. Charles and Carlos are twenty twenty four, right? Yeah. Well, regardless, there's a lot of seats that are yeah up for grab or potentially up for grab. Is it Mick the reserve driver for Mercedes as well? Yeah. So. so- Basically, he likes. I guess he splits time between the teams. Like most teams have like three or four reserve drivers, and then they'll have right. like one of them come to the race weekend. So like, right. I guess if, if Mick is there with Mercedes, then McLaren have like another driver that they could call, or like maybe if Mick's there, then if Mercedes or McLaren is, then they can take Mick. Like, yeah, I, I don't think it's ever, I don't think it's ever happened where there's been like more than one reserve driver driving on the at once but they do have backups in case right i guess i just never knew that a reserve driver could be a reserve driver for two different teams yeah i think that's why i was confused when i saw that i was like why is mick in a mclaren outfit yeah what is going on here because i've only seen him in mercedes gear it was also Um, funny because he was wearing the full like mclaren race suit and then the mercedes (laughs) hat yeah yeah, I was like, wait, I'm very confused, but I guess I that's... think it's because McLaren is a Mercedes engine customer, so they have, like, some sort of relationship there. Um, yeah. That would be my guess. I guess it's, like, similar to, like, Red Bull and AlphaTauri. Uh, yeah, kind of, except for Red Bull owns both those teams. Mercedes doesn't actually own McLaren. Okay. Right. buy the engines from, from uh, Mercedes. Right. Speaking of reserve drivers, we also have um, Daniel Ricciardo. Christian Horner was saying that he was looking really good on the sim. Um, so who knows? I think, you know, maybe there's going to be some room for Daniel Ricciardo to come back. That I think everyone would be excited for that. But yeah. big question mark on where he goes. Yeah, I think that I did also see that he wouldn't – someone – I don't think someone said asked – him, I think someone was talking to like Mark Helmut Marco and said that Daniel Ricardo would be open to going to like AlphaTauri. Yeah. Because I think he definitely he's has this year off, he's doing the sim and like third driver stuff for Red Bull. But I think next year he definitely wants to be back on the grid in racing. So yeah. If there's a spot open, he'll take it. I and mean there is a spot opening. There could be, yeah. It could be a spot for him. Yeah. I mean, I think it yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it's it's also cool to see because at the beginning of the season, Horner was saying, like, wow, it doesn't even look like the Daniel Ricciardo that we know. Like, he was so bad in the sim. But now the fact that he's getting up to speed and, like, I think the exact words, like, were that he's looking competitive with Checo and Max in the sim, which is well, a good sign. Yeah, he actually threw shots at McLaren when he was like, this wasn't the Daniel Ricciardo that I trained. Like, I don't know what the fuck happened to him, but he came back like shit. So yeah. I think um, I think yeah, it makes sense that he's back into shape. Yeah, apparently the McLaren has had some like weird driving quirks, so like under braking. And that's like the big thing that Daniel Ricciardo is like known for is like the moves under braking stuff. And like it just, he had to try to relearn like driving and then, adapt and that made him lose his like natural like what he's like built his yeah. career on so it kind of just completely like ruined Daniel Ricardo, unfortunately but yeah. it seems like he, he's getting his mojo back yeah it seems like he came back he could be taking a spot next season I mean I think it's a no-brainer if he's willing to go to AlphaTauri who's getting boot um yeah I mean DeVries was had another shocker I think I probably should have mentioned it but it's not looking good for DeVries. No, but um, they were saying that, like, it's it's his decision whether he stays or goes. And I think that, that says a lot. You know, it is his decision. But I think I think we're going to be in for a, a very uh, entertaining, silly season. Yeah. I'm, 
I'm also curious to see if Logan stays. Yeah, he's been doing consistently P twenty. <laughs> I, don't know. I think he's been doing better than DeVries, and he's also a true rookie, whereas yeah. DeVries, like, isn't. Yeah. So, we'll see. I think also, like, the marketing side of having an American driver is probably beneficial to Williams, and I don't know if they'll really care about getting rid of him until, like, they have a more competitive car, maybe. But Yeah. We'll see. Silly season's approaching, so. Yeah. It'll all come out soon. <laughs> All right, well, moving on, we have the British Grand Prix this weekend. And uh, you want to do some uh, race predictions? Sure thing. Um, starting off P1, very, very obvious, no shocker here. None other than Max Verstappen. Yay! Uh, this next one, this is probably just me being excited from how this past week went. P2, I was very bold. I put Charles. Now, historically, Charles has had a very rough time in Silverstone. So, um, hoping that curse is broken, hoping things go well, uh, but we'll see about that one. I'm staying hopeful. I think I'm more like manifesting, speaking into existence yeah. by putting that there. Um, putting the energy but, out there and hoping that it comes true. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. As long as they don't fuck up their strategy or, you know, have, like, engine failures or God knows what else they're going to throw yeah. out there, um, I think it could go well. I just knocked on wood. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then P3, I was kind of torn, and I'm going to make my decision now, but I was between Hamilton or Checo. Hamilton does, you know, historically pretty well here um, on this track. Home race as well for him, I think. Maybe I'm also so hopeful that he's going to make that contract announcement. Um, but I think I'm actually going to put Checo P3. I think the Red Bull is going to Red Bull, and they're just going to do their thing, and he'll be there. But That's interesting that – because, like, for Checo to not be P2, he has to have, like – something has to happen. It's either a bad qualifying or a bad race because the car is just that fast. I'm manifesting that he doesn't make it past Q2 again. So <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping he adds on to that record. It's yeah. five now. Um, or, you know, we're staying hopeful here, okay? We're, yeah. we're trying to make it not so, you know. Predictable, yeah. Yes. Bland, yeah. I respect that. That's fair. And uh, so what's your crazy prediction for next race? I think it's going to be a red flag and two DNFs. Okay. Crazy, I know. I think it might be like a crazy red flag. Hopefully we don't see something like what happened to Joe last year, but yeah, it has been, I feel like it's been a while since, I think since Baku that we, was it Baku that we had a red flag this season? I don't know. It's been, I feel like it's been Australia we had, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah it was Australia that had the, th was it two or three red flags? It's like the craziest race of the season. And I remember, what was it, like 2 a.m.? I was like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. It was, that that race went so late for us because it just kept getting like 15, 20 minute delays because of the yeah. red flags. But that was hectic. I'm just like trying to speak into the existence of fun stuff going on. Uh, no, no danger though. Everyone's going to be safe and healthy, happy, and okay. So, um, we're not manifesting that. That part's not happening. Just some silly stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. Like an engine failure in, like, the middle of the track. They, like, have to red flag it, that kind of thing. Yeah, or, like, maybe, like, a subtle crash into the wall and, like, a, I don't know. It's like two cars collide, tires gone, but no damage or no, yeah. no one's hurt. Yeah, exactly. Precisely. Thank you. Those are my predictions. <laughs> All right. Well, my podium is, unfortunately, the, uh, the boring podium. Going with <laughs> Max P1. Checo P2, and then I am going for Charles P3, because I do think the Ferrari's got the second fastest car now. It seemed to be quite a bit ahead of Mercedes and uh, Aston right now, so I uh, we, we both have the same podiums, just different orders for P2 and P P3. Yeah, I mean, yours definitely seems a little bit more realistic. Although but... at this point, because Checo has missed out on Q3, like, like four races in a row, maybe it's not that planned to have him P2. Exactly. I mean, 
we'll see how it goes for manifesting some fun stuff and uh we'll see we're tied right now in points yeah i think you know we switched it up enough to where like one of us will be leading the points for sure hopefully and then my crazy prediction Given where McLaren have been, I because I think that the upgrades are going to be like they are as good as they were in Austria. I put both McLarens in the top eight. So I, I think Lando. That's a very, very safe yep. prediction. I'm curious to see what the upgrades how Piastri is going to do. I mean, yeah, I was I was gonna do Lando top five, but I want to be a little bit more bold than that. So. Okay. I want the, both of them. I think that the upgrades are going to make them be able to fight with Mercedes and Aston a bit. So, I would love to see it. I think uh, this past race, it was happening, obviously, yeah. so hopefully they can both do it. But fingers crossed. I think yeah. I would love to see that as well. And they are also bringing more upgraded parts for this race. So Yeah. Even more performance, hopefully. Hopefully they're good and they work out in their favor. <laughs> yes, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> we'll, find, we'll find out in two days, I guess. Yeah. All right. So those are some pretty good predictions. I think uh, it'll be a nice check-in next week to see how that goes. But Yeah. I think uh, now it's time for everyone's favorite part. Yeah. Hinge pickup line of the week. So I'm actually going to do, I think, like, three this week, actually, because okay. one of them I have to use now because it's... It was with the Austrian Grand Prix. Um, so the first one, not my favorite. Are you the Austrian GP because you make my heart race? I mean, like, timely, but you could do that for any race. Exactly. So, but I have to use this now because yeah. he specifically said that. So um, not my favorite. I think it's a little boring, bland, unoriginal. Yeah, I don't know. I'd give that, like, a three or four out of ten it's just, yeah that's not that's not doing it for me it's not i'm giving it i'll be generous and give it a three okay <laughs> <laughs> um this i'll do i guess i'll do this next one because it's me eh. red bull gives you rings i think this man was a little confused like i i mean like Austria is the Red Bull ring, but, like, I don't see that's really, like, a pickup line. It's, it's like, it's just, like, trying to go for, like, that he's going to propose, but I don't know. Yeah, it, I don't, like, there's no championship, like, ring going on, like. I think, I think this one's a little bit better than the first one because it shows a little bit of knowledge because Austria Grand Prix is the Red Bull ring. I, I think this came before for that like I don't think I think this was one in my archives that mm -hmm. actually isn't correlated to... oh okay so they weren't doing it as no. the Red Bull ring no that's why I'm like as the Red Bull gives you wings play yeah gotcha so that's probably another three out of ten then I was gonna give it like a two I mean, it's not a pickup line what am I supposed to say to that yeah, that's that's true. It's not a pickup line. It's not even meeting the assignment. No. So honestly, I kind of want to give them zero points, but <laughs> whatever. This next one, I saved the best for last. Um, I think it's very suiting with this whole season. Are you Max Verstappen? Because I want to take you out. <laughs> <laughs> ten out of ten. Creativity there. <laughs> relevance there to be fair this season he hasn't had to race anyone so he hasn't taken anyone out well and also like i want to take like i want to take max out like someone needs to sacrifice themselves and like crash into him oh max. i i i got it i okay yes that's i was, reading, that's I was thinking of it as max taking people out but yeah i definitely would be down for someone taking max out for a little bit of entertainment value well, that's what I, I think where that came from because yeah. everyone was joking like someone's got to sacrifice themselves and just like hit them. Um, yeah, we, so need, think, we need the breeze to just like send it down the inside, blow past <laughs> everyone and just hit Max off, both out of the race, and then we'll have a banger. 
it'll be like a 10 out of 10 race from there, I'm sure. Exactly. So I actually really liked this one. I thought it was funny. Um, it was a pickup line. And clearly, you know, I think some of the pickup lines that I'm getting, they clearly don't really watch a Formula One. I yeah, think they like did a quick Google search or something, try to find something quirky and fun to play off of. And it kind of yeah. shows for sure. Yeah, it, it really shows. I think this one was, you know, like relevant. Like he knew what he was doing. And I don't know if I responded to him. But that doesn't go to the ratings. The ratings yeah. aren't... The rating is pick a line as it is. <laughs> Not no person one. attached to it. <laughs> yep. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was three. We gave you a treat for three, and that's because I just needed to use two really bad ones that yeah. weren't that thrilling. But more are coming in. We're growing bad, the repository. Yeah. We're building the repository. They're coming in. I'm just hoping that... Uh, there's never a lull, you know. You gotta keep yeah, yeah. I like it. You got. You got. I think the one bad or two bad, and then a good one is great. Great. Content. Yeah. You can't, can't just keep having ten out of ten every time. No, know? no, no, no. We need to have good and bad, and I, it would be horrible if I just had one of those shitty ones. That's like. Yeah, gotta balance which, it out. What's really gonna suck is if or when I eventually have a boyfriend. <laughs> You have, to, you have to stay single for as long as you're doing the podcast. It's in your contract. <laughs> we totally signed contract. Honestly, at this rate that it's going, it seems very <laughs> likely. So <laughs> we don't have to worry about that anytime soon. <laughs> or I'll just like keep the profile open just that prompt over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, use Black it, don't use it for anything else. Just, just the pickup line. My future boyfriend should understand, clearly. Yeah. That's, you, that's like, the condition of dating you. It's like, you got to know, I'm going to have an inch profile, and that picture <laughs> is going to be there. <laughs> I don't know how many of them would be okay with that, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> no rush, no rush. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, well. That's gas. That's gas. Thanks for listening, guys. See you uh, next week. See you next week. Be sure to check out our Instagram, our TikTok. Um, my, hopefully my voice comes back by next week. But yeah, give it a listen and uh, see you next week. See ya.